This is episode 42 of the Christian Travelers Network. Today, Della Brown joins us to talk about connecting with host families. Welcome to the Christian Travelers Network, where travel stories, community, and scripture combine. Hey, Christian Travelers, so glad that you are here. I just want to take a moment before we dive into connecting with host families and what that looks like to remind you to check out our website, christiantravelers.net. Also join our discussion on Facebook and Instagram, and then hop on over to our website to subscribe to our bi-weekly newsletter where we share other faith and travel advice. Della Brown joins us today, and she was born and raised on a wheat farm in New South Wales, Australia. She grew up in an active Christian family who had a heart for reaching the lost. At the age of 24, she married a pastor, and they embarked on an apostolic-style traveling ministry around Australia until they separated in 2007. Three years later, she joined the Covenant Players, sharing the gospel through plays all over Australia and New Zealand. In 2015, she became the on-road secretary for an evangelist from Israel and has since visited 23 countries around the world, expanding an outreach hospitality ministry to Israelis through an organization called HIT, hosting Israeli travelers. She saw this as her dream job, but God has since called her to care for her aging widowed father on their farm seeking God's direction for whatever evangelical travel is next. Hey, Della, how are you doing? Well, to tell you the truth, I'm feeling a bit down because I don't have any travel goals for 2020 uh, 2020, um, because I'm staying home helping my dad on our farm. But I'm really thrilled that you would invite me, this country girl on the edge of Outback Australia, to speak on your show today. Thanks, Sarah. Yes, we're really glad to have you here. So when did you first start staying with host families? Uh, Back in 2010, I joined the Covenant Players, their drama ministry. I became a missionary actress, and uh, this is what they do. They're traveling through New Zealand mostly and staying in host homes, usually two or three or four host homes a week. Wow. When you are switching between host homes so frequently, what did you expect going in or how did you prepare for that transition so regularly? Oh, I, I found it exciting. I, I love people. I'm a people person. And um, going to a new country, I'd never been to New Zealand before, even though it's Australia's neighbour. I'd never been to New Zealand before. So I was just excited at being in a new country and a new job and, you know, being on the road, uh, doing mission work on the road and doing these most powerful plays. I I was just so thrilled. So it was all part of the getting to meet people, new people, discover the culture and the food and the the, different drink they have sometimes and just uh, even though our culture, Australia and New Zealand culture is very similar in lots of ways, the, the European side of it. So, yeah, I just I just found it exciting. I just, I loved it. It's my favourite part of doing any kind of travelling ministry is staying in the homes with the people in their towns or in their, on their farms in the country where they're travelling. What makes it so special for you? I don't know, actually. I think it must be a gift that God has given me because it's, it's just, 
it just gives me such a joy to be able to sit with our hosts and to share my story and to hear their story here that you know God is actually working in other countries in other towns in ordinary people like you and me and to hear their stories about how God is working just really um, lifts my spirit so was every family that you stayed with a Christian family or was it kind of a mix uh, no, with Covenant Players, it was every family was a Christian family, yes. Sometimes there was a spouse that may not be a Christian, and um, some of the Covenant Players had a problem with that, but not me. Um, I remember one time I, uh, a host, she'd never actually hosted with Covenant Players before um, at a particular church that we hadn't actually performed at before in the past, and this lady said to me as we were driving in her driveway, she said, I've never hosted any Christians in my home before. I've been married for 18 years, never hosted a Christian in my home before. So you're kind of a guinea pig. And <laughs> so I got out of the car. She said, I hope that's all right. I said, yeah, it's fine. Anyway, I got out of the car and her husband greeted me. Hi, I'm Brian. I'm an atheist. <laughs> I felt like saying, hi, I'm Della. I'm a Christian. But I didn't do that. I, I found out that he was a builder. And in my past, I'd done architectural drafting and engineering. And so we just talked about these things with him. And I had a great time with him. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it wasn't a problem for me. But, yeah, most, most of the, the households were Christian households, that's for sure. And I uh, love that. For those who have never stayed with a host family before, like walking into that situation, um, is there anything to prepare for or, like, is there – I know every family is very different, but is there kind of a general structure to how things play out or how to start those conversations? Good question. Um, well, the, the Covenant Players has been been doing this for nearly 60 years, and they had some really great teaching about host home ministry um, as being part of our ministry, even though the plays were the biggest part um, of the outreach. Uh, the host home ministry is still a very special part, and they gave us some really great teaching on you know just simple things like this being thoughtful about your hose I've got long black hair and they said don't leave long black hair in the shower or in the sink you know just little things like that they gave us some really great teaching um just try and be sensitive to your host needs sometimes it's the first time they've hosted or it's been a while since they've hosted people and they may be nervous as well so um you know just be aware of their needs but uh with with Australia and New Zealand culture, our cultures are similar, so it was just like walking into a friend's home, you know, a friend I hadn't met yet. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, they would say, they would always say, make yourself at home. They'd cook us dinner and we'd have a nice meal and, yeah, we'd share our stories. They usually, yeah, the first thing people ask is, where are you from or what do you, you know, how did you get into covenant players or whatever it was. So, yeah, you just go with the flow. You know? What was your favourite memory uh, from staying with a host family? I just I love God's provision for us uh, as a missionary out there on the road, away from family, in a different country, a different culture. I've been travelling with HIT, hosting Israeli travellers for the last four years. And I just really, uh, when we're in England, our hostess, God provided through hostess, uh, this hostess, some really basic needs. I'd started this tour in the tropics and I really only had you know, summer clothes to wear. <laughs> and it was now October, end of October, might have been early November, and I only had sandals. And my hostess said to me, Do you like some Ugg boots, Della? And I've got I've got huge feet. I've got size forty two feet. And I'm thinking, 
yeah, this little tiny English lady is not going to have big feet. Anyway, she brought out two pairs of Ugg boots, and they both fitted perfectly, and I lived in those Ugg boots for the next year, and because uh, then we were travelling around the colder areas. And it was just amazing. God's provision, just staying with these hosts, and especially ones that are Christian, godly people who are tapped into the Holy Spirit, and they they obviously sense that they, there's things that we need. And, uh, yeah, it's just really lovely. And just hearing people's stories. Tell me your faith journey. Tell me about your faith journey. How did you get here? Why would you encourage people to stay with host families? Oh, look, I think it's the best way to see a country. Do you want to see a country like a tourist or do you want to see a country like the locals? I just, I, I, would, I wouldn't travel any other way than to stay with people in their country because I'm, I'm interested in the language and the culture and the food and, um, and the, the people themselves. Not so much, oh, they've got a big rock in the middle of their country. <laughs> it's like, yeah, great. <laughs> or a big canyon like you've got in the US. <laughs> I want yeah. to know people. I want to get to know the people and their culture. And their language, I enjoy their languages as well. Yeah. And their faith, their faith journey. Everybody's got a faith story. It doesn't matter where you live. And I'm interested in that. Do you know of any other organizations or groups where people can stay with host families? Well, with the HIT network, Hosting Israeli Travelers Network, if you sign up as a host with them, inviting Israelis to come and stay with them, uh, we've just really uh, just launched a new website where the hosts can actually use the HIT website as well. So for me as a single woman travelling the world, I think this is a really great way um, to be safe, um, stay in places where you're safe and with people who are like-minded. So, yeah, the HIT network is one that the host can use. So I recommend that. But um, like, yeah, there's others out there, I'm sure, yeah. Have you ever had the opportunity to be with someone who didn't speak your language and had to communicate? My hit boss and I were traveling, uh, doing a speaking tour of um, Scandinavia last year. And uh, two of our hosts um, in the three months were in Norway and Sweden. And we also went into Finland and Denmark. Uh, but two of our hosts there didn't speak English. Oh, that, yeah, it was a Danish host, actually. I remember that. Um, she didn't speak English. But uh, the guy who arranged the meeting that we were having that night, in her home, uh, he spoke English, he spoke good English, and uh, he came and he took us to her house and then he walked around with us while she explained this is the this and this is the that and this is your bedroom, this is the bathroom and dinner's at 6 o'clock, you know. So he was there, then he left us to it and, you know, we were able to get ready and have dinner. It made it really awkward over dinner though. We, had, we could only speak to each other, we couldn't speak to her. It was kind of, felt kind of rude in a way, <laughs> but there was nothing we could do. And when she really wanted to ask us something, she rang her friend who had brought us, and uh, then I talked to him on the phone. Then, so that's how we overcame <laughs> this. That she, and then the next morning, her son, who spoke English, he he came to visit her, and uh, so we were able to have a conversation, and he did some translating then too. So on that particular occasion, uh, there were people around who could help us do that. Yeah, that was that was great. I have used Google Translate a couple times to talk with host families who didn't speak English so yeah yeah is there any other advice or insight that you would like to touch on when it comes to staying with host families to be sensitive to your host's needs ask ask the Lord about what I often say what is it Lord that these people you know need what can I bring them they're giving me a, a dinner and a bed and breakfast 
and some really great fellowship. What is it that I can bring to them? Um, I don't have much as a missionary. I never have much, so I can't, I can't offer much. And I travel with a, a suitcase and backpack. So I don't have much to give, but I can give my you know, stories and uh, advice perhaps. Now I'm getting a bit older. I'm 50 now, so I'm, I'm older than half the world's population now. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, maybe I've got some wisdom there that I can you know, impart to these people. So I think um, ask the Holy Spirit about what, ask God, what is it that I can give to these people that will uplift them? That will connect me to them, perhaps forever, you know, for for the rest of our life here on earth. Um, some some of our hosts that we've stayed with, I remember uh, one lady. She just she just said, she said, I feel like you're the sister that I've never had. And she we contact maybe not message every week, but we message a lot. Even today, she's in South Africa. She was in Cape Town and now moved uh, to another um, co- uh, coastal town. But, um, yeah, just yeah, some hosts, you just connect in such a wonderful and beautiful way and you connect forever. Other hosts, they'll message me every couple of days, you know, hi, Dilla, how are you? you know, um, others will, you know, send me things of encouragement. I get, I get lots of words of encouragement from people all the time, seeing what we can impart, impart into their life. That will help us connect. And Facebook is great. Internet's great. I put out a personal newsletter. Used to be once a month, but about about twice a year these days. And people seem to enjoy reading. Now, having met me and spent a night with me, they uh, they're interested in my life and this interesting life that I've got. <laughs> and so they're interested to see where I'm going with it. You know, and see how God's using using the ministries that I'm in to uh, to yeah, people uh, help people come to know Him better. Yeah. That's wonderful. I always like to ask people, what has been your biggest God moment in all of your travels? I I knew you were going to ask this question, and I've been thinking about it. And I, and I, you know, I thought, oh, I could tell some of these, you know, amazing stories of provision. And I thought, oh, that's that's good. And I thought, oh, and I could talk about, you know, how God showed me. Um, that I'm in the right place at the right time. I had a terrible car accident last year or year before in New Zealand. I should have been dead, at least injured severely, but I wasn't. I got bruised ribs. That was it. And I just remember thinking, yeah, well, this is, this. you know, I know that I'm doing what God wants me to do. But I'd love to tell you about a dream that I had once. Um, I'm not usually, I don't give much weight to dreams, but this, one, this particular dream really impacted me because Jesus came to visit me in my dream one night. Um, I was uh, at the time I was in Israel for my first time ever in Israel, and um, I would recommend every Christian should put on their to-do list, on their bucket list, to go to Israel because you're, it's just amazing to be there, um, and you'll read the Bible completely differently, probably more in context after you've been there. Anyway, I went to Israel for the first time, and someone who knew my heart for evangelism said you would probably like to connect with this guy named Jacob Damkani. Who runs a mission, an outreach to Israelis in Israel called uh, Salvation, Trumpet of Salvation to Israel, Trumpet of Salvation to Israel, and um, and so I did. I met him when I arrived there, had had Shabbat dinner with him, and then I joined his mission a few weeks later for a couple of weeks, and he gave us some amazing teaching about um, how to share the gospel with the Jews because I didn't realise that it's actually different when you're sharing the gospel with the Gentiles. Now, we need to turn our back on our God and on the world, but for the Jews, they need to acknowledge that Jesus, Yeshua, is their Messiah. 
And it's a completely different approach. We need to talk to them from the Old Testament. We need to talk to them using Old Testament language. We need to talk about the Messiah, not Christ. For us, these are interchangeable words. But for a Jew, it was a huge difference between Messiah, which is somebody they're waiting for, and Christ, who had been killing and persecuting Jews for 2,000 years, and he and his followers. So we need to just change the way we think. Anyway, so Jacob gave us all this beautiful, amazing, intense teaching for three days. And then that night, the next morning, we were going to go out on the streets of Israel and we were going to share the gospel with the Israelis, with the Jewish people in the in cities of Israel for the next two weeks. And that night, I had this dream that in the inter, over the intercom in the room where I was staying, I don't even know if it really was one, but in the dream it was, it said, everybody wearing white does not belong here. And I woke up, I, I yelled, no! And I woke up the other lady that was in the room, she's a pastor, and she said, can I pray for you? And I said, yes. And um, and so she did, and I went back to sleep. The next day I met, I could see Jesus. He was outside our room, and he was walking towards me, and he had this amazing, beautiful smile on his face, like he's still there, and he had a sparkle in his eye, and he said, you don't belong here, Bella. He said, you belong with me. But he said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to go into the city. Keep on speaking. Because I, uh, when people uh, see you, they will see a strong man standing beside you. So don't be afraid to go out and speak. And so I did. I um, uh, no. Well, the next morning, I was the, most of the Jewish the, the group I was with were German speaking people, uh, and there was a German conference on. I don't speak German. I only speak English. And uh, there was a German conference on, and we went to their church service. And while they were doing some long-winded prayer, I'm thinking, okay, God, you know what they're talking about, but I don't. And then I realised I hadn't had my quiet time that morning, like I usually do. And so I said, well, what, where should I read? And it wasn't audible, but I just felt like God said distinctly, read the red letters. So in my little slimline NIV Bible that I travel with, I started flicking through the Gospels. And, I, and he said, not the Gospels. I'm thinking, well, where else are there red letters? So I started flicking through Acts. And I got to Acts chapter 18, verse 9, and here are the red letters. One night, the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. Do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent, for I am with you, and no one is going to attack you or harm you, because I have many people in this city. And my first thought was, Jesus quotes NIV? <laughs> <laughs> so this for me was a God moment, but you know, Jesus himself, sure himself, in the land, not far from Jerusalem, he came to me in a dream and said, I belong to him. And it just, it just did so much for, for me, for me to know that I'm his. That is quite miraculous. I don't think I hear a lot of people talk about dreams um, and how God speaks through them. So that is very unique. Well, Zella, we have enjoyed having you on the podcast. If our listeners would like to connect with you, where can they find you? Um, I'm on Facebook, if you want to connect me there, Della.Brown7, number seven. So Della.Brown7. Um, I'm also on Instagram, um, DellaJoy7 um, on Instagram, DellaJoy, no dot, just DellaJoy. Um, so if you'd like to message me, that would be great. Uh, if you wanted to connect with other other traveling ministries, if there's anybody out there that's wanting to do some kind of host home ministry, would love to do some kind of traveling ministry to help, I recommend the Covenant Players. They're at covenantplayers.org. Um, uh, they're America, based in LA, 
but they've got campuses all over the uh, world, not, not in Australia New Zealand anymore, but uh, in Europe, in South America, no, not South America, South Africa and the, uh, North America, Canada and US. So, yeah, if you're interested in host home history, if you like to travel with people who love Israel, not travel, if you'd like to go and stay with people with Israel, I recommend becoming a HIT host. Um, and you can find out more about the Ministry of HIT. It's not, an, it's not a ministry, it's a travel club, but it's run by a ministry called TOT. T-E-O-T-E -E, stands for the ends of the earth. The ministry started in New Zealand by this Israeli guy. And New Zealand and Israel are as far geographically as far apart as you can possibly get in the, in the world. So it's called TOT, the ends of the earth. So T-E-O-T-E.org. If you go there, you can find out more about the HIT hosting ministry, uh, ministry that you can do. And as a host, if you're interested in inviting Israelis to come into your home, well, you can't travel like I am. Not, I can't travel at the moment, but I can have travellers come and stay with me. Well, Dola, we have enjoyed having you on the podcast today. Thank you so much, Sarah. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. We've enjoyed having Della on the podcast. I'll put links to her information below. And until next time, safe travels and God bless.